So today's podcast is going to be one like no other. I promise. I have a very special guest today. Matter of fact, one I never thought I'd bring on in a million years. My husband. Yes, I know. So the other day I was doing an IG live and I was telling a snippet of my own personal love story. I mean, I wanted you guys to know that this stuff really works. You can get married by the sunnah and end up with an amazing spouse. Matter of fact, my children did it this way and they attest to the same. So I wanted to tell my story and kind of like the experience I had and share it with you. Well, you guys went crazy. You guys were DMing me and sending me beautiful messages, telling me you love the story, you wanted to hear more. And I said, oh my gosh, there's just no way I can replay and replay. It was alive, in fact. So I said, let's bring it onto a podcast. Let's let you guys know kind of how it all went down. And by the end, my husband is going to come in and give his own two cents and kind of let you know from a guy's perspective what it's like to get married by the Sunnah. Sit back, take a listen. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. We are coming to the end of our love series, maybe the last week or two, and I wanted to get really, really um, kind of intimate with you guys about a lot of the stories that we've been sharing. And I shared some stories of some other sisters in our community, but I've never gotten to share my own. And I am a huge um, kind of uh, cheerleader for the getting married the way of the sunnah because it's something I did myself. It's how I ended up finding my own husband. It's how I marry my own children. I live by it. And I want you to see the same benefits I have found by doing this way. And that's why I'm kind of doing all of these uh, series. I'm kind of having our cute little um, limited edition group that's about to start January 2nd. Super excited to join all of you guys. I think there's only one or two seats left. If you can jump on that, um, I have the link below. It might even be gone by the time the podcast's over, but you can try. Um, the other thing is if you haven't already heard from us, we're going to let you know who has been accepted into the program for uh, by before January 2nd when the doors open. But yeah, so that's why I've been sharing all these things. Super excited. And I have an amazing course coming out on January 7th that is kind of like a culmination of every single question you guys have asked me, information you've wanted. And inshallah ta'ala, like I said, I'll release that. If you're already on our list, you'll probably get word of that via email. And inshallah ta'ala, if you're interested, that's great. If not, you could do our fun group, get a little prize, like benefit from all these podcasts, anything else I've given. I mean, almost every single thing I give you guys is 100% free because that is exactly what I know you guys need. But if you do want to go the extra mile, you're more than welcome. Okay, so we're going to go into my story. Um, I'm not going to do a shout out today where I highlight somebody who's kind of like highlighted my stuff in their IG story or in the Apple podcast. I just wanted to give a simple shout out to a podcaster, um, a sister that has a um, podcast of her own called um, A Muslim Mom Podcast. And that is Sister Farhat Amin. And she actually had me as a guest on her podcast uh, just the other day. I think the episode is going to air 
on January 10th, if I'm not mistaken. And I'll put maybe a link below to her podcast. You guys can check her out if you want. And like I said, her episode will come out on the 10th. I'm not sure if I'm going to highlight the same episode here. If not, either way, um, it's a really great episode because it talks about women in Islam and like women who want to have a career, like career-driven Muslim women. So if you're into having a career and a family and juggling all of that and you want to hear kind of like our experience of women and how we've done it and kind of like what we've noticed trending in our own Muslim community, I think that'll be a really great episode to check out. So do you want to give her a shout out? She's a wonderful sister and it was awesome just kind of like sitting and having like a little fireside chat with her. So today I'm going to tell my story, like I said, and by the end, my husband's going to pop on. And he's going to kind of give us his uh, his male perspective on getting married by the Sunnah and kind of some things he noticed about me and kind of maybe why he chose me. And I thought it'd be really, really cool and interesting so you guys can kind of see what it looks like from the guy's perspective firsthand. Okay, so the story of my husband that I shared the other day was, um, so for those of you who don't know, I was married and then remarried. And so my husband now, you know, is, is that other marriage. And so in between, after I had gotten divorced, I had two children. Now, just so you guys know, if you don't know already, actually between my husband and I, we have about seven children, um, but I don't raise all of them. Uh, maybe five of them I have raised. That's why I always tell you guys I have five children. I have four of my own and another one that is a stepson. But more recently, I started raising another one of his children from a previous marriage. So you could technically say I'm a mom of six. But I've been raising all the five of them as if they're my own from the beginning. And so I've had that experience of raising a blended family, raising a family, like I've told you, of people who are vegan, vegetarian, meat eaters. We have crazy cultural and food dynamics in my house. It is really, really interesting. And for that, I have that diverse perspective. But yeah, so um, I was divorced. And then um, in between, I was a single mom. So I totally get the whole single mom thing. I totally get the whole going through divorce and dealing with the emotions of that and having your children. And inshallah, in the future, I think I'm going to do a, a podcast on that as well because I know women have asked me. It's just right now we're kind of focused on finding spouses. So I wanted to just finish with that. But inshallah, I'm going to definitely be talking about marital issues inshallah in the future. Um, but for today, just uh, sharing with you my story. Um, so my husband owned a store um, in the neighborhood. I actually been going to that store for years. It was a family run store. So, you know, you'll see maybe his brothers in and out. You'll see his father. It's just one of those neighborhood stores where everybody knew everybody. And it was just like a community place. So I didn't really talk to my husband that much. I was just a customer that came in the store and maybe I ordered a coffee in the morning. Uh, to this day, my husband and I joke that he makes the best coffee and I always went there for the coffee. But, you know, like at the end of the day, um, like I just went in for the quick items I needed before I went off for my day at work and dropping my children at the school and then, you know, just popping in and out, never really like having any time for a deep conversation or anything, you know, too much. So I explained in the story when I was talking about my IG that um, his father was an older man and he'd retired and he used to sit on a little bench in the store, like kind of like a little crate, actually a little milk crate. And sometimes in the morning, I'd pop in and I'd see him there. And, you know, I'd give him salam. And um, he was a man, he kind of had some broken English. So he said more words than others. But I could usually always kind of pick out exactly what he was trying to say. And he would wish me good morning. And I would wish him good morning as an elder man. And then, you know, carry on my way. So one day after years, to be honest, of coming in the store um, and, you know, not really talking much about anything else, uh, he said, um, come here a minute. Just come here. And I was like, okay. 
you know, I thought maybe he wanted to, you know, you know, older people, they like to tell you stories sometimes or something. Maybe he felt compelled to share something. So he said, um, I want to tell you something. I said, uh-huh. He's like, you need to marry my son. And I was kind of like, you know, you're, you know, you didn't quite have your morning coffee and I wasn't <laughs> really ready for that. And I was like, oh, okay. And he said, you need, you need to marry my son. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay. And he said, I've never seen my son look at anyone the way he looks at you. I've never seen my son as happy when he sees you come in the store of, of any other woman I've ever seen my husband, my, my, my son look at. And I, I said, okay, you know, like you're kind of like, I wasn't really ready for that in the morning. And I remember kind of glancing back towards the counter where my husband usually is. And when I looked at him, he kind of like looked away and it was like, he was kind of shy. He had heard what we said. And so it was kind of sweet. And I was like, oh, but I wasn't, it, was, it didn't really register, shall I say. So, um, you know, and as a divorced mom, I was going through a lot, you know, and I didn't have one of those families that were going to take care of me. So I was kind of on my own and I was kind of figuring things out and I had a lot on my head and a lot on my shoulders. And so I just kind of went about myself, went about the day. I went about the week, went about the month, and I, I didn't really quite do anything with that information. So as the time carried on, I remember one day, um, you know, I had been, you know, divorced for a little bit now. And, you know, Islamically, eventually women get remarried, I guess. So my husband one day, he doesn't really ever, you know, try to talk to me or call me or do anything. And he asked me to talk to him outside, which I thought was really strange because I was kind of like, oh, like maybe something happened. I didn't really understand. And so he pulls me outside and he says to me, So we had gone out in the store, out of the store outside, and my husband, I remember, he just seemed like more nervous than I've ever seen him. And he's not my husband at the time, obviously. And he kind of brings me outside, and he's kind of like looking down at the ground, kind of like his shoes kind of maybe playing with the gravel there and, you know, just kind of like trying to get his words out. And he basically goes on to tell me that he really um, respects me and he wants to tell me that he just wanted me to know that, you know, he had to tell me this and he felt like if he never told me, he would never forgive himself and he just wanted to let me know that he loved me and he just really wanted to marry me. And he basically somehow kind of like squeezed it out. And I was like in shock because I had, I remember like that particular day I was going through a lot of things, you know, just the pressure, like I said, of being a single mom. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, again, totally blindsided because like I said, see like these days, maybe like a lot of girls have guys like texting them and talking to them and winking at them and like throwing moves at them. But like, honest to truth, like my husband never did that. And that's what I think I, to this day, I really love and respect about him. He didn't try to like win me. He didn't try to catch my eye. He just sincerely had looked at me, respected me and wanted to marry me. And when he came to talk to me, even still, he did it respectfully. He didn't like try to, you know, do it in any other kind of way. And so I was like, okay. And he's like, and if you never want to talk to me, I totally understand. It's okay. He's like, just, you know, I just needed you to know that. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, okay. And so I remember going off and, you know, like when somebody plants a seed in your head of kind of like 
something that you never quite realized because I was, you know, spending so much time focusing on like, how am I going to take care of my children? I was in like total survival mode. And I think that's what happens with divorced moms. You just like, or some women, you know, they get absorbed by all their emotions and the struggle of it. Cause you know, you don't expect to get divorced and that's really hard. But the truth is like, we were going to get divorced for a long time. And so it wasn't something like I was heartbroken and I really wanted to be with that person type of a thing. It was like, I just knew I had to move on. And so when he told me that, um, it just kind of stayed in the back of my mind. And I remember it just kept being there. Now, eventually I did respond back to him and I said to him, um, like, you know, something like to the, you know, working of how does this work? And then that's when at that point he had gotten his older brother and he brought him and he brought the father and then we all figured it out, you know? And, um, like I didn't have my family there to support me or to back me up because, um, I have a different dynamic with my family where they're not practicing. So it was that issue. So I understand for women and reverts and things like that when they're going through those things. So I was a person who did not have the family support. I was not raised by the Sunnah. So if you're a person who's like that and you think, oh my gosh, how am I going to get married and who's going to marry me? don't worry because Allah Kareem, like Allah takes care of us. And I remember all I did really on my own was I had made istikhara. I had told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I really want to marry someone that like, kind of completes my deen. Like I myself am striving as hard as I can as a Muslimah. And I just really, really earnestly want somebody to to live my life with and raise my children right now one of the reasons i said to you guys i want to make my whole like limited group and i want to do the course and all this stuff for you guys is because i mean obviously there are steps that i took before that there was a lot more internal self-work and a lot more things i had to do to notice and make sure he was the one it didn't just like poof happen out of nowhere but i want you to know that i sincerely was not trying to like talk to my husband and he was not talking to me but we met each other by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and because we were following the guidelines of the sunnah up until that point and that's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically provided for us that opportunity and so it was really really amazing and I wanted to share that with you guys today because I wanted you to know that no matter and you know what the funny thing is to this day my daughters that the ones that like you know after my my husband I married him especially my older one she says to this day I feel he's like my real father he's not like my my real real father was never a father to me the way he was a father to me and she really respected him and loved him and that's the other thing so don't worry about having blended families as well because Allah Kareem the biggest thing is that you follow the sunnah and even though my husband and I we were not from the same culture we had a similar language, even though our languages were different and our ways of being raised were different. And the, the similar language we kept coming back to is that we both were following the sunnah. And when we had to make decisions and we had to make a mutual decision, we both referenced the, the Quran and sunnah. And so we knew how to agree because we lived by the guidelines of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what made it easy, guys. But when you choose to do things outside of that, when you choose to do things by cultural way or by your own way or by Western modern way, quote unquote, you're going to find a ton of problems. And that's why I really, really, really wanted you to hear a bit of my story to give you sisters hope and to know that when I speak about this material, I speak from a true place, from my heartfelt place where I have lived this and I know it works and I have felt the goodness of it. And I sincerely want that for all of you. And I know you can have it if you just kind of like try to take these guidelines and you earnestly just try to implement them in your life. Inshallah, bismillah. 
So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my husband in this next segment. I hope you guys enjoy. He was a bit shy to do it, but I really appreciate him trying to like get over that personal hurdle just for the sake of me. And he knows like he really loves me and supports what I'm doing. And at the same time, he also really wants other people to benefit as well by getting married by the Sunday Shatran. Okay, so now's the part of the podcast where I'm going to introduce my husband. So, um, I don't know, you want to say hi to everyone? Assalamu alaikum. Um, so I basically wanted him to come on and I wanted him to talk about kind of from his perspective in our love story, what he noticed about me and kind of what made him like want to choose me. So you can understand kind of like from a guy's perspective, um, if you're doing things the right way, the things that he was looking for. And um, yeah, and then maybe we'll talk about some general advice from um, like how to deal with guys in, in trying to get married by the Sunnah. But first, he's going to just talk about what he noticed about me and kind of like why he chose me. First of all, assalamu alaikum. Second of all, I mean, alhamdulillah. Um, sometimes you make the right choices, and I think uh, one of the best choices I ever made was marrying my wife. Alhamdulillah, she is a blessing. And uh, as she mentioned um, before, what happened is I used to work in a store, and we had a store, a family owned business. And uh, my beautiful wife was one was one of my uh, customers. She used to come in on a regular basis early in the morning when she drops her kids off to the daycare. Um, and I paid a close attention to her behavior, to her demeanor. So I spent quite some time surveying her. Um, and everything about her would just. It's just what I wanted. She was very humble, very quiet. She wasn't loud. When she walked, she walked with complete humbleness. Her eyesight is on the ground. Um, and these are things that really attracted me to her. But um, there was still a barrier, you know, being a Muslim. And I had to abide by the Islamic rules and laws. I couldn't really come forward or talk to her because it wasn't, you know, I just, it wasn't right. So the story goes on, knowing that she was divorced and I knew she, that she was already, uh, that she was eventually going to get married, you know, and um, I had so much feelings that I had to kind of push myself and jump, jump over that, the barrier of being shy and being, you know, and be a little bit more open. Um, so I knew if I didn't tell her exactly how I feel for her, that um, I'll probably will never have that chance again. Um, so one day I kind of manned up, <laughs> went outside, you know, while she was walking away, and um, I just basically told her exactly what I felt inside um and that was it that was it and now we're alhamdulillah you know we have two kids and i still look at her the same way i looked at her when we first got married and inshallah it's gonna last uh, forever and maybe for eternity 
Inshallah. And I, inshallah, me too. And, and what I want to say that I loved about him is after he told me how he felt, he didn't then try to like take it to another level where he was trying to invite me to do this or start to like privately talk to me here. He generally was just saying it like genuinely to let me know so that if I also felt the same way before I decided to marry anyone else, that he had put his feelings out there and that we could possibly be a family. And that was it. He didn't do it like he wasn't trying to talk to me like all smooth and you know I think it really came off in his tone and his demeanor as well he did it with humility he didn't like try to touch me or put his hand on my shoulder or anything he looked down he spoke to me respectfully he did it with like a general tone and then he just kind of left it at that kind of like he put the thought out there and then he kind of walked away and so I really appreciated that and I think that that's what also attracted uh, me to you too (laughs) All right, so now we're going to talk about, um, I just wanted to him to give some general advice for women who really want to find a guy by the sunnah. And I know it's hard. And, you know, we, we see all these examples of guys out there. But I want you to know that, like, if there is a guy that is decent, there's a certain, like, demeanor about him that you should notice. And maybe, like, kind of, like, I don't know what you want to share with them, kind of, like, what you think they should notice or what they should look for or, like, you know, in terms of that from a guy's perspective because you know how guys are. Um. Honestly, uh, I mean, the first thing and the main thing is actually uh, humbleness. Um, it's not hard to recognize somebody with you know when he's humble and shy. Um, I think being humble um, it encompasses everything else in the person's character. Um, people that are loud, flashing. Um, they'll have a lot of, a lot of, you know, side effect to them, I guess. Um, but I think if you're going to look for somebody that you truly want to be with and, uh, have a happy and healthy life, it's somebody that's, um, more conscious and more aware of his, you know, of his Dean person. And, um, also he encompasses humbleness in his behavior, in his action, in his dealing with people. Um, a person like that, I believe, is is worth going that extra mile for. Yeah. What do you? What do you? What advice would you give them if like, a guy is coming onto them really strong and he wants to like DM them and talk to them and like text them or like ask them to go somewhere and meet him? Like, what would you say? Like. Um, as from a guy's perspective, knowing guys, like what that says about a guy that is trying to do that to them. <laughs> that, that speaks volume. A person like that is not worth your time, not worth your effort. And um, if he's going to do that to you, he's going to do that to 10 other females. Um, and I don't think that's a person you ever want to be with. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. And I think like, well, what if what if that women have this question? Well, then how am I supposed to get to know him? How am I supposed to um, figure out who he is if I'm not talking to him? I mean, isn't that something I have to do in order to figure out who he is? <clears throat> um, not really. There is there is many ways to, to do so. Um, um, I mean, you could you could uh, I mean, you, you could you could tell you can study the person yourself. Um, you just have to be very conscious yourself of your choices that you make. Um, and, and I think people that do that, I mean, they put on a, um, they, they might, they, I mean, I mean, just common sense. If he's gonna, 
talk all sweet and cute and uh, do all this nonsense of DM and text messaging and all that nonsense. Um, that that should raises a lot of a lot of red flags. And um, to be honest with you, that this as a community, you could find out so much about a person. You don't you don't have to deal with that person, uh, you know, on a personal level to know him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's part of our sentiment to ask about the person, ask around, and especially from people that would be people of knowledge that could know and things like that. But, you know, I want to add something else. Like nowadays, it's so easy to find out about a person, especially with people with Instagrams and Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, All you have to do is just go on somebody's uh, personal page and you'll find a lot of garbage, a lot of garbage. Some people, they have faces, you know, masks on, they'll have one mask. For the for the Muslim community or for the masjid, and they'll have a different mask for the, you know, for people outside the the community. Yeah, that's true. And I think uh, if you actually make a sikhara and you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide you, because that's kind of like what I feel I did. And I didn't, I didn't like pursue you. I don't feel like I went after you and I started trying to talk to you. And I don't feel like you did that to me either. And we ended up just fine. And we figured everything out just fine. I think there was a level of trust we had for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we just kind of said, Ya Allah, guide me to the person that is good for me, who will be a good father or a good mother. And then, you know, we took it from there. And I think that trust kind of led us to where we want to be. I don't think we had to. To like go do all no, that. No, not really. And I mean, I mean, we all have some shortcomings, and um, at some points, if you're not really sure about making a decision, you know, you could always turn to people with knowledge, people who are wiser, people with more experience, people who will give you a sound advice. You can turn to them, and they will help you out if you're not really sure about what you're doing or what to do. Yeah, I think it's right. Jazakumallahu khairan. I know my husband is not a guy who talks a lot, guys, at all. So for him to come on is actually a, <laughs> a really big deal, and I really appreciate it. I had to kind of like, you know, tell him it'll be okay. It's very short. But alhamdulillah, jazakumallahu khairan, because I really want people to know that this way of getting married, even though it seems like some people put it off as like not modern or archaic or something like that, I think it's actually the safest, most secure, and just the the way with the most reward and benefits. So I'm really grateful that, you know, I'm a Alhamdulillah, and I have this way, and I'm grateful for my husband. So I just want to say, Jazakumullahu khaira. Alhamdulillah. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, this is the only way to raise a good family. When the both parents are really very close to each other and they understand each other, um, you know, it it brushes it brushes off on the kids. And uh, yeah, that's how you grow a healthy family. So thank you for having me, honey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Inshallah. So guys, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. I thought it was just insightful to see a little snippet of our life and kind of what it's like behind the scenes. And uh, just let you guys know that all the stuff I talk about, you know, we, we live it too. And alhamdulillah, we really, we believe in it because it really works. And this is the way we believe to marry our children as well. And we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you and uh, helps you find a spouse that is of the coolness of your eyes. Amen. Yeah, and uh, keep us in your da'a as well. And we will talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum.